Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If your wife makes you dress up like a kitty cat and shit in a box, and you're fucking tired of it, you've come to the right podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Brohio Podcast. Hi. I am the delicious Nickalicious. I'm Bert. What's up, guys? How's everybody fucking doing? Rob Diggity Dangle Dog. I'm fucking ready to party. Let's Corn fucking party. Corn Cob Rob Dog. Hell yeah. Got a big old sausage on <laughs> Fucking big, hairy, and angry pissed off at the world hey guys we're happy to have you here if you've never listened before we're two guys in a basement think like back when howard stern was good and then take a little bit of coast to coast am and you mix it together and that's us like a fucking dumb love child but better stronger more powerful imagine having a kid so dumb and so powerful that he just moves stuff for you and that's all he does yeah we're kind of like (laughs) leonardo DiCaprio (laughs) and what's eating gilbert's grapes (laughs) i watched that Oh, I'll tell you, that'd be funny content. Uh, and, and if you are waiting for your Patreon shout out, the uh, Patreon is <clears throat> severely debilitated right now. So I can't even get in there to pull the names out. He's fucking struggling. Yeah, it is not good. So everybody's like, where's my sticker? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a bunch of those this week. Yeah. Like, yeah, I got 800 stickers to mail. I'll chill the fuck out. So just come back next week and I'll have that straightened out. My apologies. I do remember there is one that came through named Juan. So Juan, thank you. You're the only Juan. one. Let's see if I Juan. let's see if I can do this. Maybe it'll work. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, we had one Juan, Juan, Juan. That was not a joke. That was a real one. Juan, Juan. I'll see. Uh, That's what Lavender Brown called Ron Weasley. Kayla Spence. Juan, Juan. What a sweetheart she came through. Uh, thank you so much, Kayla. You're amazing, Caden Grady. That sounds like it might be a six-year-old, so you might want to give mom and dad's uh, uh, debit card back if you were able to get into the Brohio podcast. <clears throat> yeah. Liz Goss, she's a longtime listener of the show. She's wonderful. She's been with us since the very beginning. She's the best. How about Gerald Hillsman? Thank you, Gerald, for your Patreon pledge. Uh, Doggy Fresh. Hell yeah. The all-powerful Doggy Fresh. Almost Froggy Fresh, but Doggy Fresh. We're going to make out with him, and he does not have any clue. I love Doggy Style, so hopefully Doggy Fresh is cool with Doggy Style. Yeah. Dan Fugate. uh, Dan the man, I think he was actually at the uh, live show. Yeah. 
and he just was a ball of cum and sunshine. Hey, we got one in here, uh, Guy Williams, who sent me $20 to give my grandma <laughs> Summer's Eve. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> I remember that. And then Nikki Zelinsky. Thank you, Nikki. You're my sister from another mister. And Alex Vander Hayden. Ooh, that's a rich name. My name is Alex <laughs> Vander Hayden. You can't hide money with a name <laughs> like that. <laughs> How about Daniel Mancuso? Oh, hell yeah. He's not a woman. He's a Mancuso. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. Dan the man with the plan. I'm just going through my these emails here. I don't know if. Meet the two-inch Punisher. Just became Damn. a patron. I just pledged to <laughs> a patron of our own podcast. Mm. And we got Peyton. Thank you, Peyton. You're the absolute best. Loved you in Indianapolis. Solid. <laughs> Solid work there, Peyton. Loved you in One Tree Hill as well. What about... Those are some fine-ass ladies. Never watched One it. Tree Hill. <clears throat> never watched it. What? Yeah, never, never seen a single episode of it. You're a fucking coward. Yeah, man. I'm sorry. I'm going to stop there, but we're going to go back through these next week, too, just to make okay. sure we got them. Sure, those sure. Are just from the, there, we might have missed a couple. They'll get two. We'll get, you get two. Twofers. Two times, two times, two times. Hell yeah. Let's say, uh, well, first off, December 9th, 2023, we're going to be live at the Lucky Star Brewery yeah. in Miamisburg, Ohio. It is, some of you are saying, oh, wow, I've been really wanting to see them live. I think it's going to be really exciting. I think that's the one thinking to yourself. Yeah. But I don't have the money. I don't have the money to go see these guys. What would you say to that for the people that don't, necessarily have the spare uh funds to go to pay for a live show ticket what's significant about this live show roberto um nothing to fucking lose <laughs> you fucking just drive there man it's free fucking, yeah you get food you can get food like i said i was we were talking did a bro uh bro talk before this just like i said you go there worst case mediocre entertainment mm. best case you get a good dinner and some drinks have some fucking tacos who doesn't like tacos it's free it's free there's nachos there's queso yeah there's some games in the back. Gay games. Yeah, there's fucking stuff. Us. <laughs> yeah, there's us. There's us. Cool now, people. Tell you what. It's a good time. I will, everybody that comes, friends, family, loved ones, gonna kiss everyone in the mouth oh, that night. So fucking hot. What if we can get your mom to come out and we can rag on her? <laughs> That'd be fucking cool. <laughs> Think she'd leave? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Fuck this shit. I knew I hated him. <laughs> My mom and dad would probably come. I'm sure they would, yeah. Oh, my dad would be over the moon to be there. I think your mom would be too scared to come. I feel like she would like be afraid you'd try to talk to her. Oh no, she'd have fun. She would. They. I'll. I'll, um, I'll talk to them and see if see if they'll come. They'll sign some autographs and shit. Yeah. Famous <laughs> people. Yep. How about this New Jersey custodian, Rob Dog? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if Pete knows him. <laughs> New Jersey custodian performs sex acts with school cafeteria objects, according to CCPO. <laughs> wow. Look, he's got a fucking eyeliner on. Yeah, he does, man. He looks pretty good. Picked him up at the club. Soft ass <laughs> cheeks on him. Yeah. Butt cheeks. That's what I was going to ask. Give them some. Custodial work can get dirty, but. <laughs> He said he doesn't know Jesus him, by the way. Okay. <laughs> but one South Jersey school employee performed a series of lewd and harmful acts that weren't part of the job description, authorities announced Friday. Uh-huh. Giovanni 
in Blizzard, a school custodian in Upper Deer Deerfield. I think it's where he, I think it's where he's at. Huh? Pete. Oh. Uh, I hear him talk about Deerfield. He's a local custodian in Upper Deerfield Township. Shared videos of himself performing sexual acts with inanimate objects around Elizabeth Moore School, officials said. He also contaminated food and cafeteria utensils with saliva, urine, feces, and bleach, according to the Come Burland County Prosecutor's Office, CCPO. M. Plaziri faces several charges, including second-degree official misconduct. He was placed in the Come Burland County Jail <laughs> pending a detention hearing. The investigation began after the school received multiple anonymous tips about disturbing videos in a group chat on Telegram. An encrypted text messaging app, officials say, and Plaziri filmed the videos at work and shared his profession in various posts, according to an affidavit of probable cause. After uh, reviewing his posts and videos, police found that uh, M. Plaziri performed the sexual, the, the acts on school grounds, Ooh. including... Not limited to wiping his penis. <laughs> testic- Fuck. <laughs> if you wipe your penis, send us an email, podcast at gmail.com. Including wiping his penis, testicles, and anus with slices of bread. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Shitty toast. And various utensils and items around the school. God damn it. Spitting on bread and putting it back in the container to be later served to school children. Oh, what a dickhead. Masturbating and urinating on pillows and kitchen bowls. <laughs> Fuck. Goddamn boy. <laughs> you! Shake me out! No, He's trying to add his own batter to the recipe. Spring bleach and a cucumber containers that was later served to students. Bleach? And I hope he fucking Good dies, lord. Implazeri, 25 years old. <laughs> Has worked as a custodian for Upper Deerfield Township School since September 1st, 2019. What's worse, that or fucking a kid? Which one, which one would have been worse for him to do? I mean, either one. <laughs> I want the dude ran over by a tank. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The district has fully cooperated with authorities and is working closely with health officials to ensure that the food products in question God. have been discarded. Oh, my God. What an asshole. Um, authorities will collect bodily fluid samples from Implazeri to see whether he spread any infectious diseases. Oh, man. Once a determination is made, the Come Burland County Department of Health will provide notifications and next steps. There is no fucking way you could stop me from killing this guy. Oh, dude, yeah, it'd be bad. If he spread some type of disease to oh, my child. It would be bad. Because he wiped his penis on the bread. <laughs> Not funny, man. I'm not laughing. <laughs> who fucking does that? I dare! <laughs> who, I who does that? How can that even feel good? <laughs> you getting a crumb in your dick? I love carbs as much as the next guy, but Jesus Christ. Yeah. I gotta... You never see me fuck a baguette. Or have I? <laughs> hey. Yeah, or maybe. Uh, oh, no, that's nasty. That's extra yucky to me. Yeah. I think we just need to kill him. Yeah. You know, some places they cut his wiener off and stuff. I'm okay with that. Bad, bad, uh, bad decisions on, uh, in his part. I think it's extra yucky. Yeah, it's, that's really bad. Speaking of extra yucky, let's take a quick break for a few of our sponsors. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, that was wonderful, wasn't it? Yep. We're happy to have you back. Thanks for sticking around. Thank you, guys. Okay, so today we talked about a little, there's a new episode of Bro Talk that's going to be uploaded to the Patreon as soon as this episode's over. 20, there is. 25 plus minutes of us talking about shitting in a <laughs> toilet full of apes. Real story. Yeah. Someone very close to me going through it right now. Rest in peace. Nobody's dead. <laughs> I was going to say he died. <laughs> No, but <laughs> those vapes did. <laughs> those vapes died a fucking shitty death. Um, today in Ohio, we're voting on two very important issues. Issue one, legalization of abortion. Issue two, legalization of recreational marijuana. Nick and Rob into the Senate. Nick and Rob, indeed, they wouldn't. They wouldn't know what hit them. Can you imagine that smear campaign yeah. against the... Yeah. Oh, it wouldn't be hard. <laughs> It'd be so bad. Somebody keeps opening everyone's yogurt and the refrigerator. <laughs> what? They're good animals. What do you want me to do? Um, they called this man a retard 15 <laughs> times during one episode. There's that one episode where we play the song, Jesus Christ is my... Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's yeah. part of the song, but that's another one they could get us for. The DMX reading rainbow one. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah. We're bad people, but yeah. you're here. And if you're here with us, that means you're bad too. We like to party. So we like to lick and we like to party. We like to lick hey, at the party. Yeah. I will. I'll lick everybody at the party. Mm-hmm. Um, if, um, yeah, so we got issue one, the abortion. Yep. Issue two is the legalization of marijuana. My and my wife, when it comes to politics, she is not a uh, what we'll call think for yourselfer. She's very much. She's a very independent woman, mm-hmm. strong, independent black woman. She doesn't need <clears throat> me. Yeah, she don't need no man. But she has me. When it comes to politics, mm-hmm. she has no fucking clue. Yeah. Literally, that. I'm walking out the door today. She says, so what am I voting today? <laughs> and I said, I, I, I read up on the issues. I sent you the links. Read up on the issues. Whatever you want. 
Because I wasn't voting today. It just, I don't care. Yeah. People are still going to smoke day weed. And as far as the abortion stuff, I just, I, I, I care, but not enough to not do the podcast tonight. <laughs> okay. That's what was important. <laughs> Being here with you was what was important to me. Yeah. I feel a certain kind of way about both issues, but it doesn't sure. matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. And she said, what am I voting? And I said, whatever the fuck you want to vote for. I mean, it's your, your ballot. It's got your driver's license attached to it. Yes, on both. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. But I'll, I'll say it. Anyway, brother. <laughs> anyway. Uh, she blindly follows me when it comes to that stuff. And That's good. Is your wife the same way, or is she more of like a she like you? I was like I don't. We we're usually very uh, okay. agree in agreeance of th- certain things. Well, we agree, but it's because she blindly follows me. Yeah, 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 yeah. No matter what I say, if I would have said walking out the door, I say vote no, no on both those motherfuckers. She'd been like, "All right, in the discussion." <laughs> yeah, we're voting no. We're killing. We're not killing babies, and we ain't smoking no weed, dude. I'll tell you what. That one, like, I'm so fucking glad this is over because the amount of spam texts that I've been getting about oh these about these issues is All it's day. unreal. The past week. I've replied stop to so many text messages. Been, just today, it was. I had three today. Oh, I probably had forty or fifty. Really? Yeah. God damn! I'm, they're getting you worse than me. It's I. I mean, I had was I got three hundred and seventy-two unread text messages. Just <laughs> holy fuck, dude! Dude, that would drive me insane. Dude, it's upsetting, dude. <laughs> I've had this phone number since I was thirteen. I don't want to get rid of it, but I'm nearing the point where I'm yeah. thinking about it. Fuck. And I, but I encourage, what I'm saying is I encourage everyone to think for yourself and make your own decisions. Even if your husband wants you to vote a certain way, I, I, I encourage you yeah. to make your own decisions, think for yourself, do your own research. Just tell him you voted one way. What the fuck's he going to do? Go check your ballot? Beat you up? <laughs> Just, well, if that's the case. I know don't... lots of cops that beat their wives. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Protected serve up this right fucking f- <laughs> no i'm just kidding i honestly don't know any uh, cops that beat through i don't know too many cops but i mean a lot of guys i used to work with but they're, yeah they're all old and retiring now honestly or divorced because they beat their wives divorced yeah <laughs> their wives got taken away from them <laughs> children's services took them as another thing i know a lot of cops i work with had mail order brides people, really people they met on deployments and stuff they just brought home with them hell yeah and they just regret it because they're crazy man um yeah so the subject of this episode jeffrey allen lash and boy is this a story this is a twisty turny wild ride so try and stay with me i'm gonna do my best to keep the names kind of organized here yeah a lot of players here but on july 4th 2015 the world was introduced to a story that seems straight out of a hollywood thriller the life and death of jeffrey Alan Lash. It's filled with secrets, intrigue, and unanswered questions. A lot of unanswered questions. And we'll uh, we'll answer all those questions because that's what we do. We don't speculate, we regulate, Rob. Ooh, I like that. So, Lash was a man who lived in the shadows, and his passing left behind more questions than answers. Hmm. Jeffrey Allen Lash was a spy, Ooh. a post-9-11, a post-9-11 covert operative. A reptilian alien oh, that yes. mostly lived off of raw, bloody meat. Oh, dude, I'm, all, I'm about it. Let's fucking go. <laughs> Some of you are already saying, hey, this is fake. No, this guy is fucking real. He's dead. There's a police report. He's a real deal. 
He's a real alien, real CIA operative, real reptilian. Spy. Don't forget Look spy. at the cover art from the episode, and you can actually see his reptile eyes and his tongue. <laughs> it looks like a pussy <laughs> on his mouth. <laughs> Is it, though? Would you put that past me? To- I feel like you got to edit that out. <laughs> You go back, and how many of our cover arts have Jerry Polly and uh, Put the weasel, a semi-transparent Jerry Polly hidden back there? Those are my favorite things ever. For a while, I would just talk. We just talked for like thirty minutes after the episode and figure out how to hide them in yeah. it. <laughs> or now, we, or we would put the person's face, Jerry's face, over the person that we're talking about. <laughs> there was a. There's a lot of investigative journalists that have tried to pin down what all happened to Jeffrey Allen Lash. And this is just one of the investigative journalists. This is a, uh, a freedom of information act that they submitted to the CIA counterintelligence agency of the United States government. The CIA replied and said, although you have provided some of the identifying information required before we can effectively search our files on an individual, we still need additional data before we can begin processing your request. Uh, the author further, further stated the agency requires some evidence of Lash's death, although also requires Lash's date and place of birth, as well as date and place of death, which, by the way, um, was actually provided during the initial request. Quote, Without that data, we may be unable to distinguish between individuals with the same or similar names. Robert Allen Lash is a very it's a different name. It's not, that's a combination. It's hard to mistake. And in the the way, the capacity that everything happened whenever he died, as we're going to get into unmistakable, there's no other person, no other CIA operative alien hybrid that's died in this, in this manner. And also looking through other podcast episodes, there's not a lot of other podcasts that have covered this. Nice. Uh, one of the bigger <clears throat> ones, Sofa King, they covered it. And then, um, Things you don't want to know or something. They're a huge fucking podcast, but uh, not a lot of people have covered this. So hopefully this is the first time you guys are hearing about it. What do you think the correlation is between crazy things happening and then the media um, talking about them with all three of their names? Um, You know what I mean? Some people just go by. Go go by their name like that. It's uh, fucking weird, but it's always people like John Wilkes Booth. Uh, yeah, Harvey or yeah, Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, I don't know, and but a lot of times it's not though. I think it may maybe have a lot of to do with who they are as. Uh, maybe their dad was was the same name and the this distinguishing maybe. name is the middle name. But yeah. I, I'm not sure about that. It's just some sort of observation that I made. It's always weird. <laughs> One important question we asked last week during our podcast mm-hmm. is who the fuck keeps eggs on the counter? Yes, fucking weird ass British people. A lot of. And a lot, Nick, a lot of upset farmers wrote us. Oh, fucking f- come on. I'm serious. I said they're let's farmers. Ain't no farmers listening to us. You don't have to be lonely. Just those farmers. Farmers only dot com. And I'm no, I'm good. I'm trying to quit. Mean button up. This is from Guy Green. He says eggs are laid with a microscopic membrane on them that acts as an antimicrobial barrier. Washing eggs destroys it, and once washed, they have to be refrigerated. Right, I'm already out. There's no such thing as a smart farmer, so I'm not hearing this. Unwashed <laughs> eggs can sit in the counter for weeks without issue. In Europe, 
it's illegal to wash eggs. I don't know what they do with the ones that come up, come out poopy. Maybe it's not a problem if European chickens are more refined <laughs> than our redneck hens. <laughs> so there you go. I don't give a fuck what type of eggs I'm getting. Those bitches are going in the fridge. I feel like I was in the school bus with Miss Frizzle right there, just learning shit inside of a chicken's ass. <laughs> Oh, man. Let's go back to 1984. About the time Stranger Things is going down, right? Yeah, yeah. A couple years before before Rob Dog was born. This uh, <clears throat> Jeffrey, the subject of the episode, yeah. he had a mountainous list of girlfriends. Fucking AA, boy. But this specific girlfriend that we're going to talk about here plays a pivotal role in uh, this entire story. She's Sweet. very important. She is going to be on this journey from the beginning of the end. So you hear me talk about Michelle Lyons, you know, that Michelle was the girl. His, now. his bottom bitch. Well, I, more of like a sugar mama. Type. Oh, even better. I want one of those. Uh, but here's the thing. Going in all the, so there's a lot of female, um, it's like there is a lot of girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And you and I and a lot of the when you're when you're looking up the story, a lot of the a lot of these girls' pictures pop up. Hey man, he was doing good work. Really good for him. Crazy fucking psychopath, but he was doing good work. Maybe we'll <laughs> peruse those here at the end. Yeah, of the he also I'll, I'll do that. She was um, in 1984. Michelle <laughs> Lyons. She was recruiting uh, customers for a marketing research project, and called Jeffrey's company, which advertised in the yellow pages. They uh, they hit it off. They met they met in person quite a few times, and she actually really enjoyed his company and thought that he was um, intense. Yet uh, he was not autistic, but he was authentic. Oh, yeah. So he was. What if he is authentically autistic? That's that's a thing too, man. <laughs> that I think that it's important to distinguish the difference. Just be proud of who you are. Absolutely. <laughs> But he was, yeah, described as being in, uh, really intense and but authentic. She really liked uh, the the thing she liked the most about him is he was a very intentional listener, he, uh, focused. And women like that, dude. I can hear my whiff, my wife's <coughs> butt cheeks slapping together. Whenever. She's telling me something I don't care about. Yeah, and I just look into her eyes and with like a fucking half cock smile, I can just. I can hear the moisture coming out of her and a lot of, not a lot of, not a lot of, this is good. We haven't done a, we got to do a battlefield of love real Mm -hmm. soon. Yeah. It's been a minute. This is good battlefield of love advice. Gents set the phone down, look away from the TV, make some deep concentrated eye contact. When your wife is trying to tell you something, make her feel like she's the only person in the universe she can make your dick feel real good. <laughs> Ain't that right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know it's right. Everyone listening knows it's right. And although there's so many women listening right now, just say, it's right. I just want to be heard. I just want to be listened to. I want to be paid attention to. They like to be. You got to give them some attention. They like it. Sometimes, though, you just don't fucking care. <laughs> Let's be honest. They're not like these chickens. You can't go washing their eggs. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Sometimes you just want to look at her and just be like, you know, I, I, I get your, why you're telling me this, but I don't care. <laughs> I very rarely pull, pull that card. I just kind of gaze away. That's usually what She's I do, like, too. you playing golf on your phone? I'm too scared to say that. <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. The, playing golf. The couch fucking, isn't comfortable. Quit fucking caring a long time ago. 
<laughs> uh, the one thing about Jeffrey, man, he was a wild dude. He was just really angry, pissed off all the time. He was upset about the Biden thing before that was ever a thing. He just, you know, him becoming president or. Well, I'm just saying. Oh, know, oh OK. That same mold. Paraphrasing. Politically mad all the yeah. time. This is 84. And government's everyone. trying to fuck us in the butt. Yeah. Which they are. But sure. You, yeah. You can't let it affect you like this. But they made, Michelle and Jeffrey, they made a beautiful agreement. She uh, promised to teach him love and communication, and he, in return, would show her commitment and excellence. Hmm. That's what his his promise to to her was. She was hopeful because Michelle had come from a very, let's just say, rocky, rocky line of relationships that she just uh, escaping, escaping, escaping. But at some point in time, you got to stop and ask yourself, why do I keep on going through so many lovers? What's not lovable about me? Do I stink? Do I have bad breath? Do I sh- uh, me shaving my pubes in the, the sink? Does that affect the person that's here with me? You got to yeah. ask yourself what you're doing wrong at some point. If you're going through all these men like paper towels or vice versa, if you're a man, you can't keep a girlfriend Hey, am I stinky? Am I giving her attention? Am I looking her in the fucking eye when she wants to be talked to? Am I lasting longer than 30 seconds in the bedroom? That's very important. If you can do that, good for you. Good luck. (laughs) That WAP that's out there. Man. Tell you about it. Uh, One thing, uh, (laughs) something very strange about all this. Jeffrey... Alan Lash was exceptionally <clears throat> secretive about his family, almost to the point uh, Michelle would pry. She'd pry and pry. Say, what the f- well, you know what? Tell me about your dad. Tell me about your mom, your siblings. What's going on? And he'd say, God damn it. Don't <laughs> <laughs> ask me about my fucking brother. Don't ask me about my dad. My dad's gay. Quit asking me questions about... My family. <laughs> my dad's gay. <laughs> I hate my family. Damn, dude. <clears throat> this guy's me. <laughs> yeah, he is. But then he would also follow it up with, it was actually safer if she didn't know about his family. Oh, shit. Some, do you some deep, dark secrets that just better off her not knowing about. Yeah, yeah, damn. Um, he told her he was, uh, at this point, he said, you know what? There's not a lot I can tell you about my family, but I, I am in love with you enough to tell you some things about myself. He told her, he said, I'm a former government agent with a top (laughs) secret security clearance. Okay. Right there. Red flags. (laughs) Fucking red flags. Well, hold on. And that's, uh, he said he performed counterterrorism operations, hostage rescue rescues. He could go, he could be like, I really like hamburgers. Yeah, I own a Dairy um, Queen. <laughs> Casablanca is my favorite movie. No, he fucking comes out with, I'm a fucking former government agent. I am a former government agent with a top secret security. He's Jesse Ventura is what he was. Yeah. He said he performed counterterrorism operations, hostage rescues, anti-harassment issues, and on occasion, he rescued people from cults. <laughs> Dude, this guy's a fucking... He's a Bad, bad dude. He's a, a GI Joe, man. man. He is <laughs> <PPD>. <laughs> a bad, bad dude. Oh, man. 
He was on, and he told her as well. He said he was on a mission to save the world. He said his company that he worked for employed a team of highly skilled, dangerous operatives who were intensely <laughs> loyal to him. And what the message he was trying to convey to her was, hey, I'm a pretty fucking important dude. I am way more important than anyone you've ever been around your entire life. Yeah. And that's the message that he was trying to get through to her. Don't fuck with me. Don't cross me the wrong way because I'm someone in the government that's very important. And if you do something bad to me, I will make something bad happen to you. Hmm. And it would have been, it, that's not how it started, but it would eventually <clears throat> get to that where he would threaten her. And he's, you know, you keep talking that shit, bitch, and I'm going to get you fucking whacked. You know, yeah. she thought that he worked for the government, not just the government. She thought that he's top secret security clearance, poor, you know, counterterrorism operations. He's a goddamn Navy SEAL, man. He's a bad yeah. man pajama. <laughs> it's like he'd wear one of them shirts nowadays where the guys that wear it would say, I may seem like a quiet, <laughs> a quiet man, but if you come for me or my family, I will put you underground. Like, yeah. <laughs> like those fucking dudes. You may not know it, but when I'm behind you in line at Target, <laughs> when I'm behind you in line, I have a gun. <laughs> And I've jerked off <laughs> multiple times the thought of killing someone inside of an Arby's. And I'm not afraid to come. I'm not afraid to pull the gun out. And I'll save you because I'm a sheepdog. <laughs> Sheepdogs fight. <laughs> what do they say? You're a sheep. And I'm the sheep keeper. I don't know what they say. <laughs> Did you like see that one video? I'm a wolf. It's it's kind of like an older video, but it's like this kid who's getting fucking picked on. He's just a nerdy fucking kid with super skinny and tall. He has glasses on and shit. And he's like, he's like, you can make fun of me, but just know you're making fun of a future U.S. Marine. <laughs> <laughs> I still yell that at people all the time. <laughs> I'm gonna have diabetes one day. <laughs> so you're practically picking on a handicapped person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit. God, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> now, and I, I, I was kind of in the same boat as you, uh, Rob, where I said, okay, yeah, whatever. But yeah. she, his girlfriend Michelle, she questioned whether he was being truthful about all these things. But the thing was, there were things that she saw going on around him that justified everything that he said. Um, Lash, or we'll call him Jeffrey, Jeffy, he possessed a substantial collection of firearms and demonstrated a deep understanding of their operation. So I'm not going to say she was brain dead, but this is California <laughs> in 1984. Uh, gun control, a little different then opposed to now, but... A woman sees a man that's good with a gun and doesn't know otherwise, or anyone. A man, a man that doesn't know anything about guns sees a man. Uh, I, I, I'm not a gun aficionado, mm -hmm. but I can take a gun apart and I can clean it, put it back together, and I can shoot the motherfucker. When it jams, I'm re-racked a bitch. Yeah. I know how to get past a jam. Sure. Would you? Am I proficient with a firearm? I know how to use it. I wouldn't yeah. say I'm proficient <clears throat> in a shootout in a mall. I probably miss everything I shoot at. But at the end of the day, I know how to clean the bitch and take care of it. But someone uh, from the outside, you, uh, someone that doesn't have any interest in firearms or yeah, yeah. Uh, sees me clean a gun, you're like, God damn, he knows what he's doing. That's fucking cool. Like me, I can strum, I can do some uh, campfire strumming songs. Yeah. Someone that doesn't know how to play guitar, they see me like, God damn, you've been playing your whole life 
Actually, I played a lot for two years, and I only know the songs I learned in that two-year window. But I could play spoons like a motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. I can sing, though, dude. People look at me, they don't realize how good I can sing. They just think that. Oh, I know. They think I'm just a Creed fan, just a yeah. basic Creed fan. When in actuality, I was in negotiations with Mark Tremonti mm. to get the band back together. Most people don't know that. Yeah. Did you see the TikTok of them getting back together? Or no, I didn't. Scott, Scott, they're, they're, it's all the Creed members. They're in the band room practicing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I the did door see opens that. and yeah. Scott Stapp walks in. And he says, Hello, my friends. We meet again. <laughs> and they're like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, It's been a while. Where should we begin? <laughs> So fucking turned on listening to that. <laughs> yeah, man. So she she thought that since he had a deep understanding of the of the firearms, that he probably was about his shit. Maybe perhaps some type of government operative. She would eventually let him move into her condo. They shared a condo at this point. He transported numerous high caliber rifles and the associated equipment, lots of military grade equipment that you just wouldn't normally keep around during a conversation that he, that they were sharing. He casually mentioned his company's ownership of an entire building in Beverly Hills where a dedicated team operated around the clock while he remained relatively tight lipped about the specifics of the professional life. It was evident that his work involved extensive training and occasional missions. Nevertheless, like any ordinary individual, Jeffrey adhered to a regular routine, leaving for work in the morning and returning home at night. He had some strange quirks, though. Uh, but, and, and that's the thing. In, in her mind, everything that he said, you know, I had to go on these missions. And there were times that he would disappear for days at, uh, days at a time. And uh, everything he said, I'm a, government, I'm a government operative, CIA, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Well, he's got a bunch of fucking guns. A lot of guns. Like, thousands of guns. Robert, thousands, thousands, millions of dollars worth of guns. And, but he's, you know, proficient in all those. He has all these stories and everything kind of lines up, she thinks. Hmm. But he also had some strange quirks that also went into her believing that he was something different. He refused, refused to allow anyone to take his picture. The only picture that you can find of this guy is his goddamn driver's license picture. Damn. He refused to be in pictures, and he only paid in cash. Huh. No paper trail. No paper trail. Oh, yeah. He had credit cards that did not get used. He strictly paid in cash. Huh. And without getting... No, I don't think I need to share this detail yet. Okay, We'll yeah. find out later yeah. on. And um, at one point, after about three years of them being together, in 1987, Michelle bought a three-bedroom condo in Santa Monica. Because this is where this this whole story is based around L.A., Beverly Hills, Santa Monica, all right there. This is like, you know, all of this happens in that area. Jeffrey took one of the rooms. So it was a three-bedroom condo, and he took one of the rooms and he locked it with a, with a key that only he had. She paid for the she paid for the condo, she paid the bills, she paid the rent, she paid the groceries, she paid for everything. Damn. But this guy commandeered a room. Said, "This is my room. I'm a CIA government <laughs> operative. I got this Princess Snow White clearance. <laughs> you may never go in this room." Unless you want to die. 
He t- told her, he said, okay. you, you will be, it'll be a government infraction if you go in this fucking room. Do you know how fucking bad I would want in that room? Oh, dude, I would be going, <laughs> be coming on everything. He said, yeah. oh, I went in my room that you're not supposed to be in, and there's fucking cum. <laughs> there's cum on my table, Michelle. Byron Michelle, I say, I don't know. I can't come. You can't do it for me. It's squirt. Squirt. Which is just pee. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Piss water. We should do an episode called Squirt as Pee. <laughs> Let's do it. See how mad everyone gets. <laughs> it's uh Squirt is not pee. I've had both in my mouth and they don't taste remotely some, the yeah, same. Some really weird dudes <laughs> riding <laughs> in on that one. <laughs> I would like to chime in on the come squirt conversation. I would never let my girl piss on me, but she could squirt on me anytime. Yeah, I've never had a girl that I haven't made squirt. <laughs> you know, I know I'm not gay. Every time a dick gets in my ass, I don't like it. My friends call me Squirtle. Because I play Pokemon Go when I'm not making girls squirt. Oh, man. Pokemon Go. <laughs> Yeah, but he made it explicitly clear, hey, you can't ever go in this room. And she said, all right, all right. I'm not trying to upset the U.S. government. Not trying to <laughs> yeah. fuck with this guy. I will just leave the room alone. And, dude, for a decade, for the better part of two decades, really, more than that, she stayed out of this room. 20-plus years, she stayed out of this fucking room. Yeah, Almost man. 30 years. Um, But they would go on weekend shooting trips to the Mojave Desert and... Whenever they would go on the shooting, he he would take Michelle on these shooting trips. Mm -hmm. She fucking hated it, but she knew that he liked it, and she would go with him and watch him shoot guns in the desert. When they would go on these trips, he would brag. He'd say, you know, I don't don't toot my own horn, but I got an entire staff that works under me. They're coming and going, and I'm a very integral part of all these operations. And if something ever happens to me, they're coming for you because they know it. Oh, damn. Made it clear. They know that I have someone in my life. They know who you are. They know all about you. They know that if something happens to me, you're the first person they're coming for. So don't fucking don't fuck with me. This is when the kind of, this is kind of when the threat started. Yeah. We started saying, if anything happens to me, if you cross me the wrong way, there's people out there that are going to get, going to get you. Hell yeah, dude. And was he being truthful? This maddening part of the story, when we get to the end of it, he might have been truthful. <laughs> That's crazy. He might not have been. Hell yeah, He dude. might have been uh, being truthful. And on one of these trips, he disclosed that there was someone on his staff, a very valued colleague by the name of Tara. Tara was a psychic healer who was the most valued person on, uh, on his payroll. <clears throat> and that uh, she... It was someone that worked under him, but the, the the name Tara got thrown around a lot. How important Tara was to these operations, and her name would kind of come up a little later in this story. So it's important to remember Tara. Although this is this is the only time you're going to hear about her between now and then. He spoke candidly to Michelle. He said, "Hey, I got a psychic healer that works on my team. She is different. She's made of magic. She's um, she's not like everybody else." Michelle, just an innocent bystander, just trying to get some weenus at this point. <laughs> like, hey, I gave you the fucking room. I gave you a place to pull your guns. Okay, 
at this point, she's saying, quit telling me shit. Mm-hmm. If you don't want me to know stuff, fucking yeah, quit telling me. Keep your me. fucking mouth shut. Leave me alone. Quit yeah. telling me stuff. And it really started to wear on her where she was kind of getting just inundated with too much information. Um, Michelle was getting to the point, like I said earlier, she was paying for everything. She would pay for the rent. She would pay for the groceries. She would pay for all of the entertainment. It didn't matter. He was not paying for anything, but he was coming to her. Hey, I got a critical mission coming up. (laughs) Hell yeah, dude. I'm a warlord. I'm a, you know, I'm this, I'm that. I'm going to need some equipment for it. So then she started buying his military grade guns, knives, bombs, all this stuff. She was, yeah, she was doing all that, all because he was, he was, he was creating this facade of maybe, I don't know, he's creating this facade like, hey, I'm going to, if you don't buy me this stuff, I'm going to die on this mission. So she's, <laughs> oh, right here, I'll buy you this gun, I'll buy you this, this briefcase with a, let's get water. And he accumulated the he's amount of gaslighting the fuck uh, out. The <laughs> amount of stuff that he accumulated over the years is truly staggering. And we're going to get there a little later on. But uh, yeah, bills, firearms, entertainment. She paid for all of it. Manipulator. And then one time he asked for something really weird. And I think it was honestly he was trying to put together uh, at his at his the time of his death. They recovered a truck that could operate on land and underwater and it was bulletproof <laughs> fuck yeah dude, that's cool he had this in his <laughs> possession all right hell yeah and it doesn't it didn't uh, state exactly in this part of the story what he'd asked for but he asked for something really weird like a fucking rail gun or a, a, a just something off the wall and she said are you some kind of fucking alien or something <laughs> And that's when he spilled the beans. He got really emotional, really upset, and said, something I got to tell you. And that's when he came clean about the fact that... I want some waffles that no matter how much syrup you put on, they still stay crispy. They don't get soggy. Bring those here. I'm buying them. <laughs> yeah. Dude. This is when he came clean and said, I'm actually an alien hybrid as well. Hell yeah. I'm not only a counterterrorism agent of the government... I'm not only a secret CIA government operative, <laughs> but I am also a space ranger. <laughs> he told her that he was a reptilian human hybrid. Okay. All this time, this fucking guy is only eating raw meat, bloody raw meat. So <laughs> this dude's a fucking trip, man. When she would see him eat, she'd say, God damn, what's wrong with this guy? What's wrong with him? <laughs> it's like a fucking kennel dog. <laughs> and if you caught if you caught an alien, you say, hey, uh, hey, pal, hey, what are you And if, if the alien just like. <laughs> throw beef at it. You'd probably just get it some raw meat, right? Yeah, like a yeah. big old hunk of bison, bloody and shit. <laughs> he would get, they would get to restaurants and. They'd say, "Madam, what can I get you?" She'd say, "I'll have a, uh, I'll have your your sixteen ounce ribeye, medium rare, with the uh, herb crusted potatoes." Say, okay. They go to him. They say, "What can we get you?" Say, "Bring me a piece of filet mignon." <laughs> this is true. This is true. They would go to restaurants. The servers would say, "What would you like?" And he'd say, "I would like a filet mignon." And they'd say, "How would you like it cooked?" I don't want it cooked. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like my fucking Jersey Pete ordered. <laughs> we went out to eat with him, yeah. and they would they would bring him out a raw <laughs> hunk of beef, uncooked, fresh out of the refrigerator. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome, man! So, in her mind, yeah, I'm a secret. I'm a secret government agent. I'm an operative. I'm this. I'm that. All these crazy things. You're right, and you said at the beginning. So, why the fuck would she believe all this? Well, he's eating raw meat. <laughs> that's true. He's got all these guns. Yeah, he's got these weird work hours. He's coming and going. He knows a lot of weird stuff. What am I dealing with here? Then he's got it ingrained in her head. If anything happens to me, if I get crossed wrong, these people that work for me, Tara, the psychic healer, all these fucking people are going to come kill you. So now she's kind of painted herself into a corner. Not only is she paying for all of his bills, all of his entertainment, buying all of his guns, buying him a boat truck that drives <laughs> underwater and on the ground is bulletproof. Yeah. I don't think he acquired <clears throat> that till later on, but crazy, man. What was he? He might have really been a CIA operative <sighs> or he might have really been an alien. But this is when he came clean and said, yeah, there's something else you need to know about me. I'm an extraterrestrial. And now it brings us to the topic of was he really an extraterrestrial? One investigative journalist reached out to none other than George Nori from Coast to Coast AM. He was intrigued, deeply intrigued, George Nori was, but he asked a very good question. He asked a question about, have you investigated his origins, yeah. where he came from? Uh, possibly who his father was, who his mother was. So the investigative journalist did find out uh, his father, Jerry, was a microbiologist who founded his own laboratory, and he had the laboratory for over 30 years. Damn. But then this um, his father, Jerry, got into business with this gentleman by the name of Dr. Elmer Belt. Love his glue. Yeah, good, good shit. <laughs> good great. shit. Yeah, it tastes awesome. And this Dr. Elmer Belt was like a... <clears throat> experimental scientist kind of devoted towards genetics and changing dicks to vaginas. Damn. Some wild shit, man. He'd be, he'd oh, be making all the money today. Yeah, he would be rich <laughs> motherfucker. Rolling in, dude. So that was, that brings us to this point where a lot of online forums have formulated the theory that his father was actually a s experimental genetic scientist, and during these sex experiments with Doctor Elmer Belt, that's when they actually created this fucking dumbass <laughs> Jeffrey. Okay. So they thought that he was a test tube baby, might have actually really been from extraterrestrial science of some type that, mm -hmm. he, that he was hatched out of a, a reptile egg or whatever. However, Dude. however, aliens give birth. But that's how the online conspiracies go, is that this guy actually, actually was some type of extraterrestrial because his father was a established microbiologist scientist. He was at his own lab for over 30 years. Damn. People thought of him in high regard, but then he started working with this Dr. Kevorkian motherfucker that was... You know, cut sewing wieners to teddy bears, yeah. putting buttholes on chinchillas and stuff, whatever he was doing. I don't know what all he was doing. <laughs> I think chinchillas have buttholes, but no, they don't. You're putting, picking one up, putting bigger ones on them. When was the last time you saw a butthole on a chinchilla? You haven't. I think I need to go exploring. <laughs> Hunting for chinchilla We're going butt. on a trip on our favorite rocket ship. Dude, I can't imagine how like good it would feel to pet a chinchilla while high. 
Oh, yeah, but I would want. Here's the thing: you get lost in that fur. Chinchillas are not affectionate. I don't think. How cool? I don't think they're rats. They're hairy rats. How cool would it be to have one that just like a cat that just loves on you? That'd be kind of cool, like yeah. a dog. <clears throat> yeah, that just wants to be in your skin with you. Because my dog wants to be in my skin with me. Yeah, it's quite unnerving all the time. There's actually a video on the super secret Facebook group, Brett Ohio Podcast Butt Chuggers Anonymous of my dog French kissing me. Pretty hot. If you guys want to go there, passwords Bill Wilkins. Um. <clears throat> uh, so that kind of covers the theory of maybe this guy actually was an extraterrestrial of some type, right? Mm-hmm. I hope he was an alien because that makes this story infinitely more interesting. Yeah, yeah. In there's my a, mind, he's a sign. He's a he's a alien. There's definitely a lot going on. That's a lot to unpack. Extraterrestrial. One random day after Michelle and Jeffrey had been together for over 13 years, well, it was right about 13 years. In 1998, he just out of the blue. He said, I have to leave. There's a secret mission, a fucking national emergency. I must tend to this business, and I do not know when I will be home. Damn. Turns out, there was no secret mission. Came back and changed his story. He said, there's people that wish great harm to me, and I cannot live where they know I live. The answer for that was for him to move in with Michelle's best friend, Catherine, Catherine Niebrin, and her husband, who was a dentist. They live not far away from um, where Michelle and Jeffrey shared a condo. But yeah, that's what that's what Jeffrey did. He moved in with uh, Catherine Niebrin, who's another major player in the story. Catherine is. So remember her name, Catherine. And her her husband, which I don't have it written down. I'll just refer to him as the dentist husband (laughs) at this point. Michelle would drive to her best friend's house every night and pick up Jeffrey for dinner. Then she'd drive him back home after dinner and drop him off. This went on every night for 10 years. Damn. From 1998 until 2008, Michelle would drive over to her best friend's house where her presumed boyfriend, fiance lived, mm-hmm. this psychopath Jeffrey, picking him up for dinner, take his dumb ass and feed him raw meat, <laughs> feed him a bison leg, ratatouille, take him out, whatever, feed him bloody bison, and then bring him home and drop him off at her best friend's house. Then Catherine and Michelle, they would talk on the phone and just agree they were working together at this point. They were one million percent sold out to the belief that he was hiding from something that wished great harm upon him, that he was on a mission from another planet to save our planet, and that he was indeed a government operative Hell yeah! by way of space. <laughs> yeah, dude, this is awesome. And these, these women, Catherine and Michelle... They would talk on the phone every single night at the same time, and they would fucking gas each other up. We are doing our part to secure, to do our part for national security. They thought they were saving America by hiding this dipshit and giving him money, (laughs) buying his dumbass Funyuns and guns. So what they would do is they would keep funneling money to him. They would keep giving him cash. They would keep giving him goods. Uh, from 2008 until when uh, Jeffrey finally passed away in 2014, I 
think that's what it was. Uh, Michelle made her nightly journey to Palisades. I think it was Palisades Drive, which was a lot. <sighs> Palisades Drive by us was really bad. Ooh. That was the hood. Still is awful. Um, she would, and at some point it went from, I don't know where it got lost or when it got changed, but at some point during this, the, the, the 10 years here, it was no longer just Jeffrey receiving uh, things from Michelle. Uh, you know, Michelle would take him out to eat every night, but then she would also bring him things he needed, clothes, toiletries. She'd always bring in the stuff that he needs. Um, then it turned into her bringing uh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey convinced Catherine that she was in danger as well. She could not oh, leave the house. Okay. She needed to stay in the house. This fucking woman is putting up with this all while she has a husband, a dentist in the house with her. And it gets wilder too, towards the end. Yes. So much wilder. This is fun. He convinced her that she could not leave the house. So then Michelle started bringing her her things, clothes, toiletries, Amazon packages, everything that she was getting. She would bring it there, um, which included uh, cash, provisions, ice and items from Amazon. Like I said, Jeffrey being concerned about the potential harm that the moisture and heat would cause on his firearms took the measure of disconnecting the water in in the condo that he was living in with uh, Catherine. The dentist wow. is there, too. Wow. They disconnected the water and insisted that the windows remain tightly shut. He also had a special chef whose services cost $1,785 per week. <laughs> Holy shit. And Michelle continued to foot the bill for that, all while... For raw meat? <laughs> all while... He was living with her best friend. Oh, dude. Originally, this was originally intended to be a short-term arrangement. Um, Michelle continued to fund uh, whatever he was doing for seven years. Additionally, she invested in two healing frequency machines, each price at $12,000, and covered annual storage fees of $9,800 for an entire decade. Wow. This episode of the Brohio Podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp. It is getting to be that time of the year, the end of the year. Some people are even feeling the holiday blues. Time change got me feeling a certain kind of way. I don't know about you guys. And man, I've been right there with you before, though. I know I've had the holiday blues, and maybe maybe you're struggling with it. But, but adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those sad blue feelings. And BetterHelp may have helped me with some grief that I was going through, but they gave me the tools to get through times like these. When I have the holiday blues, when I'm just saying enough is enough, I got to slow it down. I got to get some positive thoughts flowing. They help me with all that, and I know they can help you. And maybe you're thinking about starting therapy. Give BetterHelp a try. It's it's online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, and they're going to get you taken care of with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Brohio to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Brohio. I've been getting some good sleep, and I've been feeling a lot better when I wake up feeling refreshed because, because good sleep keeps you, uh, keeps you away from things like weight gain, mood issues, poor mental health, and lower productivity, all all horrible things that can essentially ruin your life. And I would be the first one to get in line and say, when I get bad sleep, it messes with my health, 
my mood. It ruins my day. It feels like it ruins portions of my life. And why why give away portions of your life to to just bad sleep? And that's why I'm so excited to tell you guys about Beam Dream. It is like healthy hot cocoa for sleep. How warm and comforting does that sound? And today, our listeners get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder, their best-selling healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar, now available in delicious seasonal flavors like cinnamon, cocoa, sea salt, caramel, and white chocolate peppermint. Better sleep has never been better. A recent clinical study revealed Dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more refreshed and 93% reported that Dream helped them get a more restful night's sleep and it's wonderful you just make yourself a nice tasty cup of hot cocoa or go with the the sea salt caramel right before bed it's like a nice warm hug right before you lay down and then you drift off to sleep like sleep you've never ever had before and you wake up feeling refreshed not groggy like you were you know something you know you went on a bender you wake up feeling good refreshed like you did something good for your mind heart soul and body i can't even i can't even adequately explain it doesn't that sound wonderful you want to give it a try and if you want to try Beam's best-selling Dream Powder, take advantage of their biggest sale of the year and get up to 50% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com slash brohio. The discount is auto-applied at checkout. No code necessary. That's shopbeam.com slash brohio for up to 50% off. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In total, Michelle Lyons, who currently operates a successful computer consulting firm, estimated that her contribution amounted to $1.8 million. Wow. Dude, this guy must have had the fucking golden wiener, man. He was an alien. <laughs> he had the alien dick. Damn. In return for her deliveries, um, Jeffrey and Catherine provided Michelle with trash bags. So she would come drop off ice, food, <laughs> Amazon packages. And you know what they would give her in return? Fucking trash bags full of garbage. <laughs> The garbage bags were labeled normal, elsewhere, or elsewhere separate. <laughs> what? She had to distribute the trash bags in various locations. So no, normal trash bags could be thrown away thrown away any place. <laughs> so fucking weird. Dude. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> is, I told you. This is so I strange. I texted you earlier and said this is a wild one, right? Yeah, yeah. Holy fuck, dude. And the other trash bag said elsewhere, which means they had to throw she had to take that trash bag someplace else, not with the normal stuff. Man, this is hurting my head. And then the third trash bags would say elsewhere separate. You couldn't throw that stuff away with elsewhere or normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She would spend half her fucking day driving around Los Angeles looking for dumpsters to throw away this trash in separate dumpsters. That's crazy, dude. She couldn't throw them away together. I'd throw all this shit together. I'm a lazy bastard. Yeah, yeah. I'd walk straight to the curb and throw them on the curb together. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Over the years, Michelle gained an extensive knowledge of dumpster sites across the West Side, (laughs) which she referred to as her repertoire. Jeffrey relayed a similar version of the story to Catherine and Catherine's husband, echoing what he had previously shared with Michelle. He claimed, right, so he's living there with them. He's got their water disconnected. (laughs) He's got their windows sealed shut. Jesus, dude. And you, you ask yourself, why would, why, would, why would they do this? Why would they allow him to do this? Well, he told them that, he, uh, a, national, that the, a national security emergency necessitated a temporary location for a vital operation. Much like his approach with Michelle, Jeffrey isolated Catherine and her dentist husband within the confines of their own home. Legal documents that were later filed in 2016 revealed uh, that... F- Eventually, the dentist had enough of this shit. Mm-hmm. He divorced Catherine. Good, good. Two thousand. The the documents filed in two thousand sixteen reveal that following their divorce, Catherine and the, and her ex husband doctor dentist separately lodged complaints against uh, Jeffrey's estate, alleging a, con, a, concert, a concentrated campaign against them that blended charm, intimidation, and outright threats. Hmm. Shortly after Jeffrey moved in with Catherine and her dentist's husband, Jeffrey meticulously partitioned their condominium, creating a virtual labyrinth. (laughs) So there was parts of their own house they weren't allowed to go in. Dude, this guy. He turned the entire condo into a maze. He put up partitions, walls, uh, curtains, and they weren't allowed to look around the curtains. And there was only a defined path they're allowed to walk. They had to stay in certain this, parts of the condo. This is fucking cool, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. This, I'm, I'm not going to lie. This guy is kind of fucking cool. cool. <laughs> uh, Catherine described in the lawsuit that she slept on a yoga mat in the bathroom and used a <laughs> bath mat as a pillow. <laughs> Holy fuck. Take it close the toilet, though. <laughs> it's like it's like the fucking part in Borat when he's like, king of the castle, king of the castle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's just him in his room. <laughs> she uh, she further alleged that Jeffrey subjected her to physical abuse, striking her between eight and ten times, while also issuing fines as punishment for his perceived behavior. Stop. Uh, he would, f- <laughs> when they did something that he didn't like, he find them. In their own house. <laughs> and these ignorant fuckers would pay. Oh, my God. They'd pay the money to him. What the fuck? Like a goddamn swear jar. <laughs> Holy shit. Let's say, uh, he, you know, this alien walking through the house. They say, I don't like the way you threw the food out. And then that's things that he would get upset about is the way they throw stuff away. Um, and when they would, you know open windows or open the door for too long, he would subject them to fines. And these idiots would pay him the fines, even though that he was living in their home free of charge, no rent, no bills. Damn dude. All while this other woman he has, Michelle is paying for him to have a private chef, (laughs) buying him trucks that operate in the water and on land. (laughs) That are bulletproof. My fucking truck wouldn't even work on the land. I think <laughs> that's its only job. <laughs> well, I'll get that bitch to work on the water. Can't get that fucker to swim. At one point, he had like 12 to 15 vehicles in his name. And he didn't have a job, Rob. He didn't have a job. Allegedly. Dude. I'm jealous of this retard, man. I know. <laughs> 
Uh, additionally, he mandated that Catherine had to stay inside the house to safeguard his possessions since he had shut off the water. As a result, they had to rely on the neighbor's hospitality for showers. Catherine contends that she took out substantial personal loans amounting to hundreds of thousands of dollars to cover Jeffrey's fines and fulfill his material demands. Uh, there was a story he would tell repeatedly about he... <laughs> I've seen the bullet point. It's, I can't wait to hear this. He had um, he, he told Catherine and her dentist husband that 9-11 was a tragedy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he was actually part of an operation that thwarted two-thirds of the attack. So what happened with 9-11, the Pentagon, uh-huh. the other stuff that happened, that was yeah. only a third of everything that was going to happen. Okay. There were bombs all over the United States, they were going to blow up L.A., they were going to blow up Chicago, they are going to blow up Miami, they are going to blow up all these major metropolitan areas. This fucking American hero, Jeffrey Lash, <laughs> mm-hmm. the yeah. guy that's got the water turned off so his guns won't rust, <laughs> that's eating raw bison. Who could probably lick his own eyeball. That's eating ground chuck out of the styrofoam. <laughs> he was in part of a syndicate of investigators that thwarted two-thirds of the attacks that were going Damn. to be carried out on 9-11. He's a national hero, dude. That's what Catherine said. She said, my God, I'm so frustrated with all this. I'm tired of being fined and beat up by this guy. <laughs> but he's a national fucking treasure. Yeah. I got to do everything I can to make sure he's, he, uh, that I, he's being served properly, that he gets everything he needs. Because he would tell them, he'd say, Think about everyone I saved in 9-11, and I'm on a mission right now. He, they, they were convinced that, that him living inside their house, he was on a mission at the moment, that he was on a very fucking critical mission, and that him being there was part of him fulfilling that mission. So then when they're thinking, like, God, I just want to turn the goddamn water back on. <laughs> I can fucking smell my nuts from yeah. here. It stinks in here. God. I just want to take these goddamn shower curtains down and walk wherever I want. <laughs> Get out of this labyrinth. Dude, that would suck. It would suck. Um, and they were they would be reminded, hey, he's an American hero. He's got uh, he saved all these lives and stuff. This stuff is critical. All of the, um, the Catherine had a landlord, and she the landlord knew that the water was off, and there was kind of mm-hmm. some weird stuff. <clears throat> um, well, aside from the landlord, the the neighbors saw um, Jeffrey there. And he told the neighbors his name was Bob. <laughs> Bob. So the neighbors started calling him Skinny Bob because he was yeah. ate, he didn't know it yet, but he was ate up with cancer. He was fucked up from head to toe. He mm-hmm. was sick and gangly, losing weight. So they called him Skinny Bob. <laughs> and one time, <laughs> one time uh, he was out in the parking lot of the con- the condo parking lot. He was in his car with Catherine. They were in there for a really long time. And one of the neighbors finally yelled out, what are you guys doing? <laughs> You're fucking. <laughs> and they rolled their window down and they like simultaneously in unison said, this is national security. They were both convinced that he had these people fucking brainwashed. dude. <sighs> Damn, man. They were plotting out a mission that they were working on. They were sitting in the car. At this point, they thought, they thought that the inside might be bugged. Yeah. And they didn't want to talk inside, so they went out in the car. 
to presumably get head and just fuck each other. I don't Dude, know. I can barely get my kids to wipe their own asses, yeah. let alone fucking like have all these people do all this shit for me. Yeah. And Man. at this point, the neighbors, the neighbors knew this. Okay. He's a psychopath. He's, yeah. Yeah. He's a crazy skinny Bob. Crazy motherfucker. Yeah. Um, and this is about the time that Catherine and her husband, the dentist, they divorced. He said, I've had enough of this shit. I cannot do this anymore. Little, um, Michelle, Michelle at this point is still paying for the, paying for the chef, paying for all of his, bringing him stuff, throwing his trash away. What Michelle doesn't know now at this point, Catherine gets a divorce from her husband. Mm-hmm. And then she becomes engaged to Jeffrey. Oh, shit. Jeffrey doesn't tell Michelle that he is now engaged to Catherine. Catherine's taking out loans. She's doing all kinds of razzle-dazzle with her uh, her retirement, all of her, uh, her uh, investments that she had to funnel cash to him. When he died, he had a lot of cash, just bills, whole uh, hard cash, dude. We'll get there. Hell yeah. Uh, but Michelle, she doesn't know that now this guy, the love of her life, essentially, this man that she's madly in love with for a better part of, we're going on three decades here, yeah, yeah. has wants really nothing to do with her. He's essentially using her for her money, and he's actively engaged to her best friend, which was the intent the entire time when he moved there uh. way back in uh, 1998 or whenever it was. He was madly in love with Catherine, and he... Mission accomplished with getting her to leave uh, yeah. her, her dentist husband. Yeah. But yeah, we're getting towards the end, uh, the end stages here. Jeffrey, like I said, he was really sick. He was, uh, I presume, and no one really knows from the cause of death, I would assume like maybe lung cancer, stomach cancer. He was dealing with a lot at this point. He had trouble walking. He had trouble eating. He couldn't even talk. Catherine needed help managing. So, she had a lot of stuff going on. She was a property owner. She had a couple of small businesses. She needed a little help kind of doing all the paperwork while she took care of his dumb ass because he's fucking <laughs> dying or whatever. Yeah. So she went ahead and she hired a personal assistant, a young woman. This was 2015. A young, a young woman from Oxnard. Oxnard. They named this city after a cow's penis. <laughs> Oxnard, California. <laughs> if you've ever eaten Oxnard, send us an email. Brian, uh, that's good. He, she hired a young assistant by the name of Don Vadbunker. Who was <laughs> these fucking last names are awful? Vadbunker. This was a really strange arrangement because she hired she hired Don sight unseen. Okay, they never met. Okay. So she hires her as her personal assistant. And there were quite a few weeks here where Dawn was working for Catherine and had no idea where what she looked like, where she was from, where she was located. Didn't know anything about her. That's a pretty weird arrangement to have a personal assistant like that. Yeah. And so they never they never met in person until one day out of the blue, I presume, I, I think, dissecting here, I think Jeffrey found out that uh, Catherine had a very young, very attractive assistant. Uh, and he's like, 
think we should meet her. <laughs> okay. I think we should meet her, bring yeah. her into this operation. Uh, so that's what they did. One day out of the blue, Catherine calls her new assistant and says, hey, um, I want to introduce you to the love of my life, Jeffrey. He wants to meet you. I would like to finally meet you, even though you are my personal assistant. Mm-hmm. And that was the first of of many meetings at that point. This wasn't over a long period of time. I'd say a couple months. Lots of meetings between the three of them. Catherine, uh, the newly hired assistant, Dawn, and Jeffrey. Only a few weeks after they had all got to know one another, Dawn decided it was time to go back home to Ox, uh, Oxnard. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking giggle. <laughs> she decided it was time to go back home to Oxnard to visit her mother, her adoptive mother, okay. whose name was Laura. A lot of weird players in this story, dude. Yeah, he has a lot of pawn pieces here. So you hear me say that was her adoptive mother. Uh-huh. Laura had a son. Okay. Biological son. Mm-hmm. This biological son got married. The person he got married to was Laura. Okay. They divorced. Okay. Bad, bad breakup. The boy, the, the, the son, he, you know, whatever. Kind of leaves town. The mom, Laura, decides she's going to legally adopt the woman that her son married and divorced. Wow, that's weird. That's really fucking weird. But that's what it was, and that's where we're at. Okay. I just want to make that abundantly clear. Hmm. Whenever Dawn went home to her mom, her mom's like, I want to hear all about your new job. I think... I'm so happy for you. You're getting out. You're experiencing L.A. This is a big deal to go from Oxnard, Caldick, all the way to L.A. You're getting to experience all these new things. You got a big girl job. You're a personal assistant for this real estate mogul. Tell me about your new job. And, and the Dawn, the assistant, says, you're not going to believe this, but uh, the man who I'm helping that uh, belongs to the woman He's a secret, secret government CIA operative. He's an alien hybrid. <laughs> and the mom says, what the fuck are you talking about? And she says, mom, hold on for a second. They want me. They're converting me into an alien as well. I've been eating nothing but raw red meat. Oh, my God, dude. <clears throat> so just those, 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 those few meetings, they would flipped her to the point where... They can they convinced her that that he was an alien, and that if she would follow his diet, that she could become an alien too. So she's living strictly off of fucking beet juice, water, and red meat. <laughs> Hell yeah, probably dude. shitting blood. Yeah, dude. Like I threw a screen door every single day. Not even putting blousers, fucking bloomers on anymore because you're just shitting your ass out all day, every day. Shitting gravy. You're shitting blood, guts, intestines, ass, ribs. You're a shit entire rib out. It's fucking, it's painful. I felt dude. like I have before. I think, yeah, I think I have before. Yeah. I got a Turbo 6, the Indian restaurant the other day. Mm-hmm. I haven't, I've just now started to dip, uh, dip my toe into Indian food. I fucking love Indian food, dude. I love it too. Scary stuff. Oh my God. If you don't know the number ordering system, you can really make some mistakes, which is what I've done. Yeah. So she tells her mom, she says, I'm eating, I'm living strictly off of bison meat, water, and beet juice. <laughs> dude, such a fucking awful, <laughs> awful combination. Oh, dude, beet juice. And the mom says, uh, uh, oh, oh, okay. 
and then the, the Dawn, the assistant says, I know you think I'm crazy, but look, I want to show you some, some pre and posts. <laughs> she had some measurements of her head and she was convinced that her head was growing. And that's what this fucking guy, Jeffrey said. He said, you follow this, you follow this diet of all bison meat, water and beet juice. You're going to turn into an alien hybrid like me. The first thing that's going to start to happen is your fucking head's going to get bigger. So she told her mom, she said, I know they're telling the truth because I've been living off of nothing but bison meat, beet juice and water, and my head's getting bigger. And I'm becoming invisible because the dentist, uh, he came by the other day and he couldn't see any of us. So <laughs> what the fuck? She tell her mom. She said the, the ex-husband of Catherine, he drove by, he looked in the window and he didn't stop. It's because we're invisible. All three of us are, are fucking invisible. It's because we're living off of red meat, water and beet juice. What the fuck? That's what the mom said. She said, what the fuck? But that's an adoptive mother. An adoptive yeah. mother, you're probably like, all right, just chalking this one up as a loss. You don't necessarily, like a real mom would say, bitch, you're keeping your ass here. But an adoptive mother would say, well, enjoy your life. I guess I'll see you later. Yeah. Especially an adoptive mother like this. It's not like they adopted her when she was a baby. That's true. They adopted her after she got a divorce from their biological son. So really a weird arrangement to begin with. Yeah, extremely Sh- weird. Strange arrangement. Uh, nonetheless, Dawn completely convinced that she was turning into an alien hybrid as well because her head was getting bigger and she was invisible. She could because the dentist couldn't see him, which he was probably just playing along. They yeah. probably called his ass, hey, drive by, pretend like you can't see us. And that's what happened. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fucking weird. Dude. And then they interviewed, uh, they interviewed the mom, Laura. They asked her about what else Dawn said. And Dawn said, uh, quote, I think it had to do with government to government on another planet. They didn't exactly explain it to me, but he was helping the government on top secret operations on the computer all night and traveling to different, different solar systems and planets through the computer and chips. It was all really bizarre. That was, um, <clears throat> that's what, whenever the mom asked Don, I said, what, what mission is he on? What, what, what secret mission? And Don said he, 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 he's a like an interstellar fucking solar system pirate police Jeez. and he travels through the computer he uses the <laughs> computer chips and he goes to other planets through the computer this is great man <clears throat> oh geez and you'll recall that all while this is happening he is literally taking his last breath from cancer that's spread over his entire body he refused to go to a doctor but laura the adoptive mother, she was actually a Reiki or a Reiki or whatever. She's a Japanese healer. Oh, yeah. They talked her in to meeting them in a grocery store parking lot in Santa Monica so that she could do some natural healing <laughs> on Jeffrey. So they went to this, they went to this grocery store. So um, Catherine, Jeffrey, obviously, the assistant Dawn and Dawn's adoptive mother all rode in a truck together to a grocery store in Santa Monica where Laura, is it Reiki or is it Reiki? Uh, Reiki. We call her Reiki. Okay. She's a natural healer, whatever. Sure. They all sit in this truck for three hours while she performs a healing session on Jeffrey. She focused on his chest and his stomach, which are both presumably ate up with cancer. And when she got done with the session, she looked at Jeffrey and said, you're going to, you're going to fucking die. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're, I can't, I can't help you. Yeah. You're, you're dead. Too far gone. And at this point, he could barely talk at all. And he, Jeffrey waved her in, brought her close, and he said, 
This was just a test. Told her. You passed the test. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it didn't make any fucking goddamn yeah, sense. Yeah. But then he also, before he told her that she passed the test, he said, What would you do if we started taking sniper fire right now? And she said, I don't know. I'd probably run towards a building where the snipers are shooting from and get below them. And that's when he said, you passed the test. <laughs> Second test. <laughs> and they went their separate ways. Oh, shit. And I will say without a shadow of a doubt that he was not healed at this point. Because <laughs> even the Reiki, yeah. Laura, mm-hmm. she went through this holistic procedure. And at the end of it, she says, sorry, motherfucker, you're going to die. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. Nothing, I can't, there's nothing here that Too I... Too far gone. He was, uh, like, he was skin and bones. He was already dead at this point. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey gave specific instructions to Catherine and Michelle on what he wanted to happen to his body whenever he died. Oh, hell yeah. Um, they were not to contact the police. Instead, he wanted Catherine to... Re- well, actually, he gave Catherine the instructions. Michelle was completely not in the know on what he wanted to happen to his body when he died. And you'll remember, I'll just remind you, Michelle was the one that he used to live with a long yeah. time ago. That was just giving him money, giving him money, giving him money. He was actually engaged to Catherine. And Michelle didn't know it. He gave Catherine specific instructions in the event of his death. She was not to contact the police. Instead... He wanted her to wrap his body in blankets and leave it in his car to be found, which is exactly what she did when on July 4th, 2015, he was at a restaurant with the both of them. He essentially walked outside and collapsed and died. It took his last breath. Um, Catherine called her ex-husband, the dentist, who rushed to help. He tried to administer CPR for, I think, a 30 plus minutes Damn. but jeffrey was dead they chose not to call 911 per jeffrey's instructions catherine and her assistant dawn wrapped jeffrey in blankets closed the tinted windows of his vehicle and drove the car to the palisades um and whenever they describe the palisades it's a really well-to-do area i think there is chris bosh the nba player yeah, there's yeah. a lot of celebrities, sure. MTV celebrities, a lot of people that live over there. Um, they locked the doors and they took off. They left him there in, in his vehicle. They, quote, uh, Catherine said, I just wanted to get the fuck out of Dodge. <laughs> Catherine fled with her new assistant to the Pacific Northwest, Oregon to be specific. Okay. Laura, the adoptive mother said, hey, I know all this weird stuff. My daughter was hanging out with these people. It was weird stuff going on. And I haven't heard from her in a while. So Laura reached out to the to the police and filed a missing persons report for her adoptive daughter uh, Dawn. Police actually located Dawn in Oregon at a hotel, and uh, which at that point she was no longer she wasn't endangered, but she did tell the police. She said, "Relay the message back to my mom that she was with like-minded people." Okay. This entire time this is going on, Jeffrey, the fucking solar warden, is rolled up. Like a burrito <laughs> stuffed in his back seat in his Ford Explorer with the windows rolled up. Oh, dude. He's fucking that burrito's cooking, baby. Stinking. <laughs> burrito's rats, cooking. Rats, poop, piss, uh, bubbles. 
Bubbles? Yeah, meanwhile, no one knows that the alien hybrid is dead, rolled up in a blanket <laughs> on a swanky Beverly Hills side street. <laughs> Reflecting back, Laura said that she didn't believe the alien hybrid shit, but this is so strange, Rob. Whenever she did this interview, she did say that after the meeting, after the Reiki thing, the, the, the healing thing, mm-hmm. everywhere she went, they were followed by blacked out helicopters. Mm-hmm. Now... I don't know if she was as crazy as them. I think she's a little less crazy. I mean, she was a Reiki healer. True. So she had a couple loose screws in there. Yeah, yeah. But she said, no shit. After that meeting, everywhere she went, she was shadowed by blacked out helicopters. Could be paranoia. Could be paranoia for sure. But still. So then we go back to Michelle, his original flame. Mm -hmm. Little did she know that she was being cheated on this entire time. She was getting no answers because you're. Uh, I'll, I'll rejog your memory. Mm-hmm. She used to talk to Catherine every night on the phone. They say we just got to keep doing what we can. We're doing national security shit. This is justice. We're doing good things, and they would just fucking gas each other up, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. And Catherine started missing these phone calls every night because uh, Michelle was calling her, and she was not answering because. Dipshit had died, and she fled to Oregon to mm-hmm. get away from it all. Michelle, she kind of assumed that something had probably gone wrong, so she did something that she was told to never do. Oh, man. She broke into the room in her house. I would have, too. The fucking guy hadn't lived there in 10-plus years. Mm-hmm. He moved out in 1998. That's loyalty, man. Loyalty. And this is 2015. Loyalty. Holy shit. She didn't even have a key to get in there. Yeah. She had to use a credit card to Jimmy the Lock to get the door open. <laughs> Damn. Wow. What do you think she found in there? Spaceship? <laughs> Rocket? Snake turds Rocket everywhere. Rocket dildo spaceship? <laughs> White snake turds. <laughs> oh, so, so she broke into the secret room thinking that uh, kind of what she, why she broke in, her thought process was, okay. There's going to be a Rolodex, some type of contacts in here yeah. where I can contact the higher ups in the government. Uh huh. Because at this point, she still believes yeah. he's a secret, a secret CIA government operative, lizard, secret missions, lizard reptilian, hybrid. bison meat, red meat, beet juice, all yeah. this stuff. She's still one million percent bought into this. Okay. She said, "I got to get, in, I got to get in here and find her. I got to find the fucking colonel's phone number. I got to call him and tell him <laughs> that we are a." ship without a captain right now because we got the big bird is down yeah yeah she breaks in the room uses a credit card pretty resourceful very she breaks into the secret room there was a when she broke in it was a complete hodgepodge of shit i i saw pictures it looked like my little kids rooms exploded that's what there was like a fucking plastic horse there was baseball cards (laughs) plastic horse (laughs) he would just ride it there was rubik's cubes there was just a mountainous pile of dumb shit. <laughs> what she also found was direct links to about six other women. There were love letters, oh, shit. pictures, personalized cards, and cassette tapes. Oh, damn. Because back then, <laughs> these he was... So what he had done to Catherine and Michelle by getting them to yeah. buy him stuff, he was doing this to about six other women. And none of them knew about one another. Oh, shit. And he wouldn't talk on the phones with some of them, but he would want to do dirty talk with them, so he'd make them send cassettes. 
Dude. Of them like fucking beating their pussies and stuff. <laughs> and that took me back to like AOL days. Yeah. Did you ever do cyber sex? I no, I never got to. I had one girlfriend that always wanted to do it. Yeah. Thought, God fucking damn it. So I had to get on the internet. <laughs> and I'm there on the you know, the desktop in the dining room, my family house. computer, yeah. They're watching Simpsons and I'm over there on the computer like I'm gonna get my fucking dick out. I'm gonna take get, your tit out. Yeah, I'm gonna get my dick out and I'm gonna rub it on your tits. I'm typing this stuff up, looking over your shoulder. Yeah, just like you know, creep. I'm gonna put your feet in your shoes. And uh, I didn't even know how. To, I didn't even had sex at this point. Yeah, yeah, I'm just making up dumb shit, trying to do sexy talk. Mm-hmm. And I want chew on your hair. That girl wanted to do cyber sex, but it came to real sex. She's like, no, nah, no. Nah. Let's just talk about it. <laughs> and I'd always be like, I get a big cock. <laughs> <laughs> I got a real stinking big cock. <laughs> I got a big stinky dick. <laughs> it's so fucking hard and fucking can't even get a boner yet. <laughs> I wish she'd have put in the cyber sex that her vagina stunk really bad because I found that out the hard way. I just wish one time she'd been like, oh, I got a rule. Clammy. <laughs> oh, God. Lake, uh, I got a, it smells like lake sturgeon. <laughs> I got a real juicy clit. Hope you like oysters, fat boy. <laughs> Mom, come over here. <laughs> what does this mean? Help me turn this off. <laughs> You're fucking panicking. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> AOL Instant Messenger, baby. Oh, man. Wild West. Hope you like fish farms, yeah. fat boy. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. I'd just be like, kind of like casually, like, hey, what are you doing later? And then she'd be like, your parents out of the room. Like, motherfucker. <laughs> You knew exactly what was happening. It was not stimulating to me at all. <laughs> it's like a chore. I got a huge wee <laughs> Nasty girl. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's so funny. That's so stupid. It's true, man. <laughs> it was pictured like fucking 15-year-old you saying, oh, I, no, got a, you, I got a huge cock. This is about a 12 or 13-year-old Oh, me. even better? Yeah. <laughs> Not even hair on that bitch yet. And I'm like, look at that real big weir. Clear the runway. The big one's landing. Clear the runway. Hope you got big panties. Oh, God. I don't even know what a fucking pussy looks like. Oh, shit. I've been jerking off my dad's snap-on calendars <laughs> since I was 10. Those are just muffs. Dude, that was, yeah, that was some rough times, Big man. Big angry muffs. Yeah, those things were angry. I didn't know what a vagina looked like. You couldn't see them because of all that hair. Yeah, I thought they were French. I didn't have no fucking yeah. idea. Man. Mm-hmm. God, dude. That's what's wrong with me. <laughs> yeah, but after she broke into this room, that's when she finally decided that, hey, this guy is a liar and a fraud. There were no contacts for the government in there. It was all baseball cards, chewed up bubble gum. <laughs> baseball cards. Race cars. <laughs> oh, shit. However, at this point, she remained in the dark about his whereabouts, and she felt lost because she still kind of did love the guy. Yeah. And it was her best friend that was missing as well. She, you know, kind of presumed the worst at this point. Um. 
<clears throat> she decided to drive over to the Palisades condo, but no one responded when she knocked on the door. She noticed one of Jeffrey's SUVs parked on Palisades oh, Drive no. and attempted to peer inside, but the tinted windows made it impossible to see anything. Because you you remember mm. that he had a lot of his vehicles set up like they were fucking Air Force One. Yeah, yeah. So when I say tinted, they you could not see inside this thing. Fuck. Frustrated, she called the dentist who provided no information, even though he knew that he was dead. He had performed CPR on the guy for multiple, multiple minutes, and he knew everything, but no one would tell Michelle. They kept her in the dark. At this point, Michelle, she just went back home and decided to wait. After some time, the dentist called back with shocking news for Michelle. Uh, Jeffrey had passed away, and it had been nearly two weeks since he had died. Following all this, the dentist, I'm sorry, following all this, Catherine, who had been hiding in the Pacific Northwest, Oregon, with her assistant, she came back to L.A., and upon discovering Jeffrey was still in his car. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Smelled like a motherfucker in there. Yeah, that was bad. Um, <clears throat> she instructed, uh, I think it was the ins- assistant, to contact No. She instructed her attorney. Okay. On the way back, she got a very high-profile attorney that had represented a lot of celebrities, but she got the services of the attorney, and she had the attorney call the police and say, you got a fucking dead body down there. <laughs> you got a stiff. Soon after, uh, news reports <laughs> began circulating in the full extent of the deception that uh, Jeffrey had pulled off on everyone. It became mightily apparent. She recalls, quote, I couldn't believe what I was reading. When they were referring to Catherine as his fiance, I thought it was a mistake. It wasn't. But no one had officially ended our relationship. Ain't nothing like a woman that is scorned, okay? And Michelle, at this point, she was scorned. Mm. She hired private investigators to find these six women. You know, he had these six mistresses, their yeah. contact information, the pictures, the cassettes of them fucking punching their pussies <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Big, just scary, scary audio. Big old flappers. He had, he hired, she had a lot of money, obviously. Mm-hmm. She didn't spend all of it. Um, she hired a private investigator and she wanted to find all these ladies. Two of them had died. But Damn. then one of the one of the names that was part of it was was Tara, which you'll remember she was the psychic healer. Yeah, that he said was very integral part of national security, very high valuable uh, person in the U.S. government. the The PI did find a person named Tara. Okay, was able to look, but then at some point, Tara's entire existence just stopped. There was no record of a death. There's no record of a move. There's no record of a name change. Hmm. Her entire existence just hard line in the sand just stopped, which kind of speaks to the story a little bit. Hey, maybe something fucking weird was going on. Huh. The PI said, I got, I got nothing. They talked to, uh, they did find a friend. I, I can't remember the friend's name. They found a friend of Tara. And they, the PI talked to the friend of Sarah. She said, I got no idea what happened to her. I thought she got fucking murdered. I thought she's dead. thought she's gone. I have no idea what happened to her. She just vanished one day. A lot of, a few people think that Jeffrey 
killed Tara mm. and hid the body, but there is no, no, I repeat, there's no evidence of that whatsoever. Damn. Tara just <clears throat> whew, disappeared. Mm. Yep. Look at us. They also found, investigators found that he lived half of it, it's 2012. Not only was he living with Catherine, he's got the water turned off, got <laughs> everything fucked up. Damn. He actually was living half of his day with a woman named Jocelyn Eberstein. She was an acupuncturist. Hell yeah. And uh, he was actually spending half of his time with her in order to get acupuncture treatment. This is another woman that was given him all, all kinds of money. And there's one incident where the landlord showed up to get rent money from Jocelyn and uh, J- Jeffrey. Uh, Jeffrey was there and the landlord's like, who are you? And Jeffrey says, well, I'm someone very important. I can't <laughs> tell you who I am, but I want you to know I'm, uh, I'm very important. And the landlord says, no, you're staying in. This is my place. I need to know who you are. And that's when Jeffrey's like, well, you should probably know about the shootout in the street last night. And the landlord said, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and he said, yeah, man, there's two guys going out in the street. Boom, boom, boom. They were shooting each other in the street. Um, nobody died. I chased them off. Just kind of changing the subject yeah, off yeah. of who the fuck you are. But his landlord says, oh, thanks. Thanks for keeping an eye on the place, I guess. And that was kind of that was the kind of the end of it. Like, okay, and, but who the fuck are you, sir? Yeah, and then one day, Jeffrey was was speeding over to her house when he smashed into a truck in the, in the, in the neighbor's yard, oh, the, no. in front of the neighbor's house. Uh, it was a Lexus SUV, and he was just trying to, I don't know what he was doing. But it was, at this point, he's just so close to dying. Well, he wasn't really close to dying here yet. He was just a wild fucking idiot. Yeah. But he was going to her house, and when he pulled up on the side of the street, he ran into the back of a Lexus SUV, pushing it into a curb and snapping both wheels off of an axle. Ooh. The crash also totaled another neighbor's BMW. When confronted, Jeffrey said, we cannot do this through insurance. I will lose my top secret clearance. Uh. And these people said, all right, motherfucker. Okay. If, if we're not doing this through insurance, pay up. And immediately, within hours, he had all the cash to replace everything he had broken plus some holy shit keep it away from the police and away from the insurance cash just like that for luxury luxury bmws luxury lexuses suvs damn he's got it like that cash right away nice the uh, coroner that did the autopsy on jeffrey found that he had died at the age of 60 uh, of natural causes but his corpse was so decomposed that a conclusive determination of what actually killed him in his final years was problematic. They couldn't really figure out. Is he was a, in a tortilla fortress in the back of his SUV for two weeks? <laughs> yeah. Man, I bet that fajita was sizzling. And the, the police started to do their investigation of the place that he lived at with Catherine. They found that he owned over 1,200 guns. Oh, my God. Six and a half tons of ammo and explosive material. Holy shit. He had 12 cars, including a bulletproof one worth over $100,000. He also had another truck that was equipped to drive underwater on land and was also bulletproof. How does that even happen? I still don't understand that. He did not have a job. (laughs) This guy. J-O-B, no. He had to have that alien money then, dude. 
he's playing with fucking star credits and shit. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He's using star crunches. <laughs> I'd do a lot for a star crunch. Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> Pay me in that in fudge rounds. Yeah. Um, and the the landlords, the people that kind of knew, and a lot of people that knew of his comings and goings, said that he drove a new car every month, <sighs> brand new car every single month, and none of these cars ever had plates. They never had proper oh, okay. license, driver's plate, like plates on them. No plates at all. Not mm. even 30-day tags, just... No license plates. Damn. His estate was worth over $5 million. Wow. At the time of his death. The only people, the next of kin he had uh, were some cousins that lived in California and and people in California. Nah, not any, whatever. We'll, we won't debate it. People in California don't like guns very much. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people in California that do like guns. The cousins that were set to inherit his, I, I think that out of the $5 million, he had close to $300 in cold, hard cash just sitting around Damn. with no job. He was not a drug dealer. It's crazy. He was not. No businesses, no business ventures. Just had this money. All fucking Playboy or something. Damn, I don't know dude. what it was. So the other potentially $4.7 million was all in vehicles and guns. Now his cousins, who were set to inherit his estate, said, "We don't want. We don't want the money. Cut the guns up. Cut the fucking cars up." Everyone kind of hated him so much that Fuck, I was sold that shit. Well, they and they hated guns so much yeah. that they wanted all the the you know millions of dollars worth of guns that he owned, twelve hundred guns. They just they wanted all the guns cut up. Hell no, dude. destroyed. And that's what happened. Pansies. He never filed a tax return. He never had a job. There, the police still to this day have no idea how he paid for all this stuff, where all this money come from. That's crazy. Because you'll remember, people spent a lot of money on him, mm-hmm. the private chef. Yeah, yeah. The Amazon packages, but that's not his, part of his value when he died. Yeah. There was other money besides that coming in from someplace. And to this day, when these investigative journalists fill out these Freedom of Information Acts, like, you know, the CIA... We don't know who you're talking about. The L.A. Police Department refusal to give the police report because it's still in an investigatory uh, investigatory capacity. Hmm. They refuse to give out the police reports. They won't uh, release the reports from the federal government or the local law enforcement. Nobody knows how this guy accumulated all this wealth. We just do. We know that he was essentially a small cult leader. That's crazy. Possibly an alien. <laughs> He was a wild one. Good for him, man. Jeffrey Allen Lash. Rest in peace. R.I.P. Alien Dumbass. <laughs> he had these women washed. Buddy. That's wild, dude. He even had the dentist living in a fucking... <laughs> Without water. Uh, a rat maze with no water. <laughs> yeah, this guy's a... F- he's a real one. I think there was some type of pr- court proceedings uh, where the the dentist had to face a bunch of creditors. <clears throat> And when he faced his creditors, he brought this topic to light. Yeah. He said that for like an entire year, he was sleeping in the uh, sleeping in a chair at his dentist office because he didn't have enough money to get his own place from, you know, all of his money being spent on this guy. Yeah. Uh, That's sad, dude. But you make your bed, you lay in it. That's true. 
He said that he had a gun held to his head and had money taken from him by this guy. Wouldn't have been hard to get a gun with 1,200 of them laying around the house. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's fucking crazy, dude. 1,200 guns. Jeffrey Allen Lash. Some of these pictures are, a lot of these pictures are online from where they raided. He's got fucking Holy sniper shit. rifles. He's got long guns. He's got short guns. Oh, my God. Mountainous piles of guns. Damn. Look at that. Handguns. Just wow. got it all. He's got a... There's the truck that he was dead in. Oh, hell yeah. Had him rolled up like a... What a piece tortilla. of shit car. That's the assistant. Holy shit. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, man. That's the... Um... I'm not... I can't be for certain... I believe that was that might be Catherine. Wow. Yeah. Damn, dude. I told you he was doing well for himself. Good for him. Holy shit. And I think the belief was he was also madly in love with the uh, with the assistant yeah. as well. Look at her. <laughs> Damn, man. A bunch of fucking idiots. All of these people yeah. are just are yeah. just them are in a sack of dicks. Plum morons. Wow, this is crazy. This is a good one. That is the, um, that's Michelle. Okay. Babe? Yeah. 60, I mean, she's in her 60s, but. To be older, yeah. Beautiful people. Yeah. Jeffrey, you can hear us in Nebula, wherever you're at. Squirt as pee. <laughs> that's the message. Just remember. <laughs> what are some aliens trying to dial us in right now, and they finally get the frequency dialed in, they're like, and then the boss walks over and they hold up the headphones and they just get squirt is P is P is P. And they're just like beep. <laughs> Next channel. <laughs> Keep it moving. Oh, <laughs> that. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. I told you, man, this is a wild story. It is wild, dude. And this is a hard one to break down because there was, there's no real, like, yeah, I mean, like, a, there was not a lot, but there was so much. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks as he dies, like you don't really find anything out. Oh, well, he's dead, all right. Well, I think he, he might not be dead. He could have paid them to fake his own death for him. He disappeared with that fucking shaman bitch. He did. Though. With uh, that Reiki. Reiki. I was showing Reiki me. Reiki me. Faith heal me. <laughs> I want to be faith healed. Hell yeah, dude. So many guns. That's a lot of guns, man. And one of the investigative journalists that was just obsessed with this told the neighbors, um, Take pictures. I want to, because the police weren't letting her do anything around the crime scene, obviously. Right. So she started reaching out to the neighbors to take pictures for me. And the neighbors started sending pictures to her. They said, this guy is something different because all the people taking the guns don't look like cops. There are people in uh, uh, coveralls and biohazard suits. That, But then there was all, also a lot of them walking around like jean overalls that maybe look like farmers weird but then also i read um from one of the news outlets that they had to process the scene in biohazard suits and stuff because he had so many chemicals Mm. that were used for bombs and whatnot that there was so much of it that they couldn't remove it all they just had to detonate it there and there there where it sat damn yep this dude's fucking wild (laughs) hell yeah I got bombs, bitches, beet juice, bisons. <laughs> all the bees. Got all the bees. Hell yeah, man. All right. Well, it's dinner time fun. for me. Yeah, I got to piss like wild crazy. One. So yeah. we'll talk to you guys soon. It felt good to get back to an episode that wasn't just, you know, copy and paste. Yeah, this is this was a good one. I like this.
This guy was crazy. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will uh, we'll see you next week. Love you. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.